Hey, welcome to the At Nerdvina Live podcast. At Nerdvina Live is a weekly video call-in show streamed via YouTube and Twitch, and it's available at a, as an audio podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes and wherever else you get podcasts. Uh, my name is Randy Pitchford. I am your host today. My co-host is Christy Pitchford at Christage. Hey guys. She, she is the owner of At Nerdvana, so we are squatting in her fine president. Pre, uh, Whatever the place, the, the premises, the place. <laughs> We're squatting on her business. My podcast booth? Her podcast booth. Right. And uh, we are broadcasting live from At Nerdvana right here in Frisco, Texas. Uh, by the way, At Nerdvana is two things. It's At Nerdvana Coffee Plus Shop, which is right behind us, and At Nerdvana Food Plus Spirits, which is right in front of us. The coffee shop is awesome. They have uh, incredible coffee, single source uh, locally roasted, and they have board games, and there are people right now playing board games all around this place. Uh, the the restaurant and uh, bar is video game themed, and uh, last time I ate there, I had my I think my favorite appetizer dish, Hadouken beef, which uh, if you're in the North Texas area, you have to come by and check out. It's pretty amazing. It's really high quality. Uh, filet cut of of delicious beef, but it's called Hadouken beef, of course, after Street Fighter's Hadouken. And the way to do that move, if you play the game, is down, angle, right, and then punch. And the presentation for Hadouken beef, the beef is laid in a strip, pointing down, pointing at an angle, pointing to the right, and then there's this really punchy sauce called Hadouken sauce, and that's the punch. And it's just an awesome... Uh, dish and an awesome presentation and after the podcast today uh christy and i will be in at nerdvana we'll have some dinner with the cast and crew and if you are in the neighborhood and want to come by and say hi feel free to to find us and say hi and check us out and uh but we are we are perched above the restaurant and the coffee shop we're in this windowed podcast booth so uh uh if you are here live uh don't troll us on the camera behind us uh, unless you really want to and let's see, uh, yeah, the show's going to be about 90 minutes, and uh, uh, we should get right to it. Now, it is a live call-in show. We want your callers. Uh, the numbers should be on your screen. Uh, if you want to talk to Christy and I about anything at all, uh, we are down. Just call in. We'll get you on the air. Now, my understanding is that uh, Joe, who's our screener, is having a little bit of an issue with the software uh, for screening the calls, but I think that should be resolved any second now if you're calling in. I think you're in the queue, uh, and he'll get, he'll get to you as soon as he can. Uh, but, but Christy and I will vamp until that gets sorted. Uh, and, and since I'm comfortable taking any kind of question, are you comfortable taking any kind of question? I mean, I, I think so. Uh, that means anything could happen. <laughs> this is a live show. So, uh, and remember, Christy has all the dirt in the world on me, and I have all it's the... not nearly as exciting as you might think. <laughs> I've got all the dirt in the world on her, which is more exciting than you could possibly imagine. Also, and he's not allowed to talk to, about any of it. <laughs> we'll see about that. And uh, so call in, and you guys can uh, get dirty with us. And uh, we're going to chat for a few minutes, and uh, we're going to talk about nerd stuff. And uh, if you want to jump in on the topics Christy and I cover, you're welcome to. If you want to ra raise any other question in the world, you're welcome to when you call in. And anything can happen. It's, it's going to go down. So let's, let's just get started. So uh, how was your holiday break? <laughs> well, 
My holiday break was delightful. You were there for most of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. We spent an inordinate <laughs> amount of time on the couches next to each other playing video games. Yes. That you know, is true. We, we are fortunate. We have, uh, we are fortunate enough where we each have our own television and each have our own consoles connected to those TVs so we can, in, we can play independent games uh, yet share the same living space. And that's pretty much what we did. Correct. And you got through Horizon Zero Dawn finally. I did. I did. I, I, I mean, I worked through the holidays, so I didn't have that's right. as relaxing a break. I had a lot going on with the, the restaurant and the coffee shop. As you can imagine, this is a pretty busy time. So I was here nearly every day. Uh, we we took Christmas off so everyone could spend it with their families. So that was great. Yeah. And uh, But in between, I was sitting reclined with my blanket playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and you know, it took me a little bit to get into it. And it was actually my second attempt. I attempted to play it. When it launched. Right. And I played it for, I mean, I was really busy. So it's not like I, right. I really gave it a, a honest go. But I tried to get into it and I, I really couldn't at the beginning. And so I shelved it for a while and I played a bunch of other things. I played um, Assassin's Creed Origins, which I really loved. And I played some other things. And then I decided over the holidays, you know what, I... I I don't feel like I gave it enough of a shot. So I went back and I decided this time I'm just going to keep going because I've heard such amazing things. And, uh, and I love the people that made it and, and Ashley Birch who voiced it. And, you know, so I was just like, you know what, I'm doing it. So it took me a little while to get into. I think the, the robot animals, you know, it, I don't know, it just kind of took me a minute. And then once I got in, I was like, okay, this is fantastic. And, and then I, you know, I played it all the way through. And now... I started the the DLC yesterday, and I'm digging that. Yeah, and I was next to you playing Shadows of War uh, pretty much exclusively. I did kind of break and play a couple other things on my PC, but I was playing Shadows of War on my Xbox One X, which was quite nice because it's 4K, it's and it's pretty and fast and really awesome. And uh, I was just wrecking orcs, and that was pretty good, and I beat it. Until I tweeted that I beat it and was like, did you get both endings? And I'm like, well, there's <laughs> like, a second yeah. ending. So I apparently I have to go back and do a few more, uh, I, I forgot what they're called, siege missions or something or fortress missions. or I have to defend a bunch of fortresses. There's a pretty cool game system in it um, that could be uh, more procedural. And uh, they, they use that to extend the gameplay a bit. And it's it's engaging. It's fun. I like like I like cutting the heads off of orcs. It was it was pretty funny that we finished Within almost minutes. simultaneously, yeah. which I mean that almost never happened. Never. So that was pretty great. Yeah, you got the you were getting the cutscene and end credits on your game within moments of me yeah. getting the cutscene and, and ending of my game. That was and that was pretty marvelous. Totally different game, so that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think our boy was in the back just playing League of Legends the whole time or something. Undoubtedly. <laughs> he uh, so we're we're tripping out because we Christy and I raised a nerd kid. True. And the evidence of this is uh, uh, his birthday. His 18th birthday is tomorrow. He will be officially an adult <sighs> tomorrow. Holy crap! I and, know. That's uh, true. What 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 he wanted to do with us uh, yesterday? Uh, we. We went to medieval times in Dallas, Texas, and we, we saw we saw jousting and sword fighting. It was a whole and, thing. Uh, I talked. I, I told him about the virtues of uh, the movie The Cable Guy, which he needs to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I know he hadn't seen it. He so he, his it. his girlfriend was in town, Haley, and she's she lives in Vegas, and she's fantastic and fierce and amazing. And so she was here for the weekend, and so it's just been a weekend of of celebrating eighteen. Yeah, he he did the thing with all of his 
friends uh, the night before. So they had a yeah. Uh, they they went out and they did hibachi and they went to an arcade. Round one. Round so one. if you live n- near here, round one is the best arcade by in Grapevine. It's you know. It's got all the fun Japanese games and all the rhythm they games. They have some weird and stuff. It's pretty great. It's you really took me fun. one time and showed me this game that was clearly an import, and the interface is a table, and there's a bunch of characters sitting around so on a good. screen, sitting around a dining room table, having some sort of dialogue in some language I can't understand. Japanese, sure. It, sure, it looked <laughs> like that, but you know, I'm, I'm. There's a lot of Asian dialects that have kanji and other kinds of you know true i didn't want to i didn't want to misrepresent but anyway the interface so so these characters are having a conversation and apparently there's a point where what you have to do is you reach you hold this table and you flip the table yeah you got it the game it's is table flip table flipping and and apparently your timing and strength like how strongly you flip this table and when you do it uh, provides you with a score. Dude, it is, it's so satisfying because basically you choose like you want to be like a bridezilla or you want to be like this father. You know, you have these choices of character and you just, you're in this environment where shit just keeps happening and you're just, you just get madder and madder. You're just so frustrated with like whatever's going on and you could tell that your character just like had, and once you've had enough and there's no right or wrong answer, it's just once you've had enough, you just, Flip the table, and then that's the game. That's it. That's it. You get your score. That's, that's it. it. And they reset the high score every day because it's just, and, it and seems arbitrary. Because all the characters are speaking in a language that I don't understand, apparently the dialogue is supposed to give you some clues as to when the timing. But I, you know, we have no, no idea. idea, so everybody, yeah. uh, like, you just kind of, uh, how about now? Yeah, I seem, I seem very angry. I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> it's just it's sort pretty of random. Great. Yeah, it's so, pretty great. Uh, oh, okay, apparently, uh, apparently we're live Ooh. with the, uh, with the, what's that? So the Discord works, and is the, is the phone thing going to work? I'm almost there. Almost there. I noticed that we had to reset everything, so we dropped the caller. So if you did call... Uh, call back in just a few minutes, and um, there are a couple people in the queue. We'll, we'll jump. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, uh, let's see what what else. There's another something else I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, board games. Okay. We played. Um, I well, you didn't play. I played Twilight Imperium. Yeah, I, I didn't. Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition. Twilight Imperium is a 4X style uh, board game. 4X is expand, exploit. Uh, uh, exterminate. Um, there's the four X. It's basically like XCOM or no, no, more more like a Masters of Orion, uh, where you kind of like grow and, and you expand and you're, you're you're developing your your fleet and all. And it's a space battles game, and we played for about eight hours. It's not my jam. And we did not finish. And I've played a number of games of Twilight Imperium in my life, and I have yet to complete a game. <laughs> And we had a group, we were like committed, like we are not gonna give up, we're gonna do it. This is the group that we're gonna make it happen. And we were playing, and then there was a member of our party that had enough and had to pull the shoot. And once, <laughs> and, and you know, that was just the way it is. And there's al- it's always gonna happen. So someday, someday I will get to complete a game of Twilight Imperium, but it was not this day. And uh, if you are in North Dallas and you are into Twilight Imperium and you think you have the stamina to go the distance, uh, hit me up because I want to finish a game <laughs> of Twilight Imperium before I die. And I have not, it's not happened for me. You have to sign a contract committing that you will not leave under any circumstances. 
since but it's over. Did you? I guess we played. Uh, we did an exit room game. We did. Uh, we did an, an escape exit room. room game. Yeah, it's it was called like Exit. Polar, the yeah, polar, the polar one, because it was, it was okay. You know, it was wintry themed. I like the Pharaoh's Tomb. Uh, ex- it, there's the, the whole uh, series of escape room board games, and they're really cheap. They're like ten or fifteen or twenty bucks or something. How much are they? Yeah, I mean, usually around nine. You guys sell them in we the do. shop. We do. We sell yeah. quite a few. We have time stories. We have exit. We've unlocked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but exit, we played exit, and it's really inexpensive, and it's a small box, and the game gets really big uh, compared to what's in the box. It's really surprising. Yeah. Um, and uh, we played one. We played two now, and I like the the Pharaoh's Tomb. I think a little more. Uh, yeah, I did too, but I liked our group. Yeah. I group, liked our group, holiday group. The group it for was fun. the polar thing was They were was ridiculous. Fun. It was both fun. groups were good, though. They were. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. They were both we good groups. Good, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I liked that idea. Um, and uh, I, think, I think we should do more of that. So okay. we haven't done time stories. No. Now, with time stories, you can't repeat it because you yes. already have solved it all. But you don't destroy it like exit. So you can pass oh, it on to somebody. You can give it to somebody else to try, which is kind of a nice thing about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Whereas exit, you just, you trash it and you're done. Do you guys have it here? We do. Okay. Well, we do. and we have some expansions and stuff as well. Maybe we should pick up a copy and check it out. We should. So what? you just heard it. She committed to another board game. <laughs> <laughs> it's he hard acts to get like her. I don't play board games. I just don't play eight hour board games. Like <laughs> who has time for that? Uh, one of the things that you and I played together was Arcadia Quest from the cool Mini or Not guys. I know, guys. we used to do a lot of we the... Did the campaign. The campaigns, and yeah. it was a lot of fun, and I think, and I got the new version, and so I think we should jump in again. Yeah, there was, there's a lot, it was daunting the amount of stuff you got. Like, there's a lot know, of pieces. I know, It's cool, though. <laughs> it's cool. Um, oh, and then let's see, one other thing that we should mention before we get to, to the callers, mm-hmm. um, blockchain and, uh... Oh, cryptocurrency people apparently you have a whole bunch of cryptocurrency people I in your do. restaurant there's right a, now there's a meetup happening it started at four which is you know it's it's interesting to me i mean you know i keep track of it i have employees that are super into the cryptocurrency and and pay attention to that kind of stuff i'm not much of a gambler so i don't really get to i, I don't have any i don't get too either, involved in all that so to me i just kind of keep an eye and you know find it amusing but so how do you know how can you tell if someone mines bitcoin because uh, they'll fucking tell you <laughs> <laughs> yes. Guaranteed, you will know within ten minutes of talking to them because they will make sure you know. Yes, cryptocurrency <laughs> miners are a trip yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know if anybody listening is into that stuff, but uh, I know it's a new frontier, and I'm, I'm curious to learn more about it. But if you want to talk about that, that's something. Should we try taking one of these calls? I mean, I'm yeah. Let's I'm do down it for whatever. Okay, so I don't know what's going to happen because on Discord I don't really get good notes. But <laughs> let's good. just uh, let's just drag this in. Hey. And see what happens. Uh, I believe we have someone whose handle is Vaxi. Is this Vaxi? Are you on the air? Can you hear me, Vaxi? Huh. Let me try. Let me try this. Try right click and user volume and no, I, I it's it, I think I did it right, but it's not working so oh it dropped now it's back and want to talk now okay let me try it again um sorry about this guys this is all new uh vaxi are you on the air vaxi can you hear me nope dropped again damn i i saw it flash for a second i'm gonna try it one more I time mean, you gotta get your shit together oh, hey is this, is this oh it keeps dropping why is it doing that 
let me try one more time. Hey, this is Randy uh, at, at Nerdvana. Vaxi, can you hear me? No, it just keeps dropping back. So something's, uh, something's interesting here. It's not quite working out. <laughs> oh, you know why? Was that, hold on a second. Um, Evan, uh, is, is, which one do I drag from? I feel like oh, this is user so error. I, I, I dragged from the wrong group. I, grabbed, I dragged somebody who wasn't yet uh, right. screened. Okay, let's try this. This should work. This should work. Uh, is this uh, Woo? Chicanerously forwarded to the Bar Association. Oh. Oh, I think we got a. I think we got someone that's using a. Um, the Black Frank Gelada, a gangster judge. Therefore, yeah. We got someone using a soundboard. <laughs> We got somebody using a soundboard. <laughs> All right. Our first call is a troll. Um, oh. Hey, Joe, do you want to check in? I put it in completed calls. Do you want to check in with uh, that Wu guy? I think it's a troll. And just to make sure that you want to have another talk with him. Uh, and let's try this guy who's <laughs> probably another troll. Let's see. Hey, uh, this is Randy. You're on the air. Who is this? Oh, thank you. My name is Noah. Uh, first, let me get the pleasantries out of the way. I'd like to say cool. I'm a huge fan. Awesome. Like all Hi, your Noah. games. Like all wow. your work. Thank you. Noah. Hello, Christy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Christy? So, I guess. Do you follow her too? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, she's the owner of the coffee shop. That's right. The uh, <laughs> eponymous. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. So, what's going on, Noah? Oh, I just, uh, I actually have two things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, the first thing is a, it's a story I got from a buddy of mine back when I lived in Austin. Okay. And uh, his, I won't say names, but I'll try to like throw you the hints as best okay. I can without like giving it away. Okay. Uh, she used to work at one of the big companies out there. I mean, big, big, big. Like Origin? Uh, her name was... Game, yeah, game developer? Yeah, her <laughs> name was... She worked at Microsoft. I'll give okay, that away. She had, yeah, yeah. Her first name started with a J, and she had a son named Lucas. Okay. I think that's big enough to okay. like, give it away. I All don't right. know. All right. But uh, like a few years back, and he told me this story, so I don't know how true it is. I just wanted to verify. Okay, let's find you out. You had dinner with her. Okay. And uh, her son, and you like played like Traders of Canaan or whatever the board game's called. But what was really interesting is that you had dinner with these people, and apparently you brought a Segway. Now where did I where did I have dinner with them? If you brought a Segway, we're uh, talking years ago. Yeah, and it had to be. Yeah, this was a while back. And it had to be. It was. It, was it had to be up here in though. Dallas. Yeah, probably. It would uh, have to Dallas. be Plano. It have to be because I'm I wouldn't, sorry, I'm nervous. Don't be. It's <laughs> You're cool. You're fine, dude. So it's cool. I so Christy did buy me a Segway. I did a long uh, for time ago. a Christmas gift, way back in the day when that was when that happened, and uh, and it's pretty neat. I mean, it's it's pretty nerdy, but uh, it's kind of fun. And and occasionally I would I, mostly I just ride around the house of the neighborhood, but occasionally I would bring it somewhere. That was very rare though. Uh, yeah. But but when I did, I was like super comfortable with people trying it. It's kind of fun, you know, conversation piece. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you said. That's yeah. where the story continues. Okay, yeah. is because you 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 like all right, hey, come try this out, and he did. Uh -huh. But you were like showing him, all right, this is how you use it, and apparently you fell off of it. That's okay. how I heard. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's impossible. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've uh, I, although I mean I don't I don't really. 
I don't think I've really the, fallen the, off. The couple of times that, that you've spilled have been anomalous. Like, remember you tried to, to have a dog on a leash once? Oh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. work yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, because the, the dog segue. pulled it <laughs> in ways it didn't want to be pulled. Or if yeah. you've, you've done, like, some jumps and some, I've like, done some tricks, extreme some stuff. Shit. But, yeah, yeah. I, it's really hard to fall off that yeah. thing. I mean, it's not, it's not impossible. I don't have a memory of that. I'm sorry. But it's, right. it's on brand. <laughs> it's, on on brand. Br- it's on brand. Like, <laughs> me brand. having a segue and playing. <laughs> a board game with strangers and uh encouraging other people to try it and you know that's all it's all possible although i don't have a specific memory of that that incident was it was it a flattering or unflattering story <laughs> uh well i don't know it, the thing is i think he was more in awe in the fact that he was having dinner with randy pitchford okay. so that's probably it's not impossible uh you know i'm i tend to be pretty accessible and i mean i think um, that every day oh my gosh i'm having dinner with randy pitchford <laughs> I think to myself, I'm having, I can't believe I'm having <laughs> breakfast with Christy Pitchford after the dinner that she had with me. <laughs> oh man. So that's cool. So, um, do you, do you happen to, did Lucas happen to give you any information about how it was that we were, uh, we were together or? Well, his mom worked for Microsoft. So okay. my suspicion is that it yeah. was probably a biz dinner of some sort. Could have been, could have be been, but biggest. to bring a kid along. I mean, that it would have happen. to be a pretty casual one. I mean, yeah. We've done them occasionally, right? Like the mixers where we've brought boy and whatnot. It's not impossible. It is not impossible. It's not impossible. I don't. I don't <laughs> have a specific memory, but I can't. I can't say it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know because, like, it was a long time ago. Yeah. It would have had to be. It was like. I don't know, like, and I got it secondhand, so mm-hmm. I wish I could tell you more about it. But I love that, that there's a secondhand. The, the fact that there's even a secondhand story means, like, wow, I'm, maybe I've actually done something people are interested in. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, That's so cool. no, what's the second part? The second. I question. wanted to talk about how I never. I feel like Aliens, Colonial Marines should have had a bigger cult audience than it did. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I really do. Because, like, I think that that game has, like, such a particular kind of vibe going on. Did you play, not, uh, like, did you play multiplayer at all? Oh, I, uh, I never got to. Because that's uh, where... I got it a few years... That's where... I got it a few years after the, the game came out. Yeah, that's where the, um... That's where the people that are... There's people still playing. Uh, in fact... Really? I had somebody uh, point out <laughs> that there was one... There was some weekend or something where there were more people playing Aliens, Colonial Marines than Battleborn. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know, but uh, there's some really cool stuff actually in multiplayer. I mean, I I, I dig the whole game. I get that like there 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 were at the time it launched, there were some people that I think were disappointed in it, but um, the uh, I I liked it. And multiplayer, it was a lot of fun. You know, we the systems all worked, and all the characters were there, and all the weapons were there, and all the aliens were there, and and the behaviors were cool, and the environments were cool. And when you play the bug hunt mode, it was really kind of it was like, you know, it was like to me it was like being in uh, like kind of ad hoc. Like imagined scenarios that could have been things that went down in Hadley's Hope, you know, where holy shit, there's just yeah. a couple of Rust Marines and they're coming out of the goddamn walls, and you just got to kind of it's like horde mode extreme in the actual fiction of Aliens, and it was I've a, lot, heard a lot, lot of fun. People compare it to Natural Selection. Yeah, there's there some of that too. Um, I, I I think, well, I mean, Natural Selection was really committed to to what it did, so frankly, I think it's a it's a better game in 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 the multiplayer side. Um, but it, the alien stuff brought something unique that 
that natural selection couldn't bring and that no other game could bring and that it was it, it was using the 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 fiction it was using the the canonical aliens content and that's something i've always dreamed about and wanted to do and be a part of so i was kind of glad that that it got to exist and that that i got to be a little part of it but um yeah well, the I mean, reason go ahead what you were going to thought i said what the reason I said what I said though is because I did it with single player. Yeah. And there, and the thing with single player in that game is even after it's been patched, but it was really better before it was patched. Is really? it was like, it was very replayable. Which platform you, did you play I agree it on? With that. Which which platform did you play it on? Uh, I played it on PC. Yeah. Okay. The patch and mostly. I, had it, I installed it. Yeah. The patch mostly it, for PC. The biggest thing that the the first massive patch did was give all the upgraded materials. Um, you know, there was a decision made by, I don't remember who made the decision. Somebody on the development team decided that they would launch with parity uh, in the materials on all three platforms, Xbox, PlayStation, and Windows PC. And usually, like the PC version, we use the highest fidelity content. Uh, it takes up a lot more memory, but it looks really nice for PC players that have systems that can handle it. Um, and uh, you know, it's kind of it, traditionally as a as a console gamer, console gamers kind of feel a little like they get the short end of the stick sometimes when they see, especially like when you look at um, the marketing materials, which always use the highest fidelity content, right? And mm -hmm. you, you might be playing on a PlayStation 3 or something, which had the lowest fidelity content. And you're like, oh, man, I wish my game looked as good as that. Um, and so they made the decision, like, let's, let's ship on all platforms with the exact same content. And I think that was a... That was a mistake. I think that the 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 players that had the more powerful hardware wanted the more powerful stuff, and and yeah, you know, and and so so we, we that was the biggest thing the patch. But I'm curious where you think the patch made the game less less good. Where where do you think it hurt the game? Oh, I never said that. Oh, I, was just I thought you said like, it was. I still think it's. Oh, like, I thought you said it was better before the patch. No, I said the patch made it better. Oh, it I'm was, sorry, I misheard you. I was saying it was it was. The way that it was, it's kind of like Son before the patch. It was kind of like Sonic 06. Uh huh. Not that bad though. Not nearly that bad. But as in like, <laughs> I didn't play Sonic 06. So <laughs> it was like there was a lot of unpredictability about it that made it feel more like an Aliens kind of canon thing to me. Okay. Because it was always more hectic in a way. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It was very. It's very esoteric, but. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Um, so that's cool, though. I'm glad. I'm glad you you got something out of it. Um, you know that to me that the whole thing was about. Uh, the, there was a feeling I had. There were two feelings I had after I saw Aliens, and the first was, that story should continue. I wanted to spend more time in those environments and with those characters, uh, and and two, man, this is just such a cool place for a video game. Like I, I'd love to do this interactively and so we got a chance to do that and I think what was interesting though was you know we really committed we ultimately committed to that you know aliens style presentation but there's a lot of franchise fans that were more of the alien type where they were more into a suspense kind of horror kind of game rather than an action thriller kind of game or horror suspense kind of film rather than an action uh, uh, thriller kind of kind of film and, and and we you know in a game version you know we had a pretty heavy action FPS there that was more more like aliens than alien I think and and I think depending on yeah. where, which side you were you might have had different feelings about the, the result but yeah right on man well thanks for calling in and sharing that 
Um, I've got one last question before I get out of here. Yeah. You know, it's really quick. Okay. Is your wife going to feature as a planet in Alien Colonial Marines too? Wait, wow. Am I a planet? I don't, am yeah. I complimented or insulted right now? Are you going to feature as a planet? <laughs> no, it's because you're big, like really fat. Oh, nice. Wow, that was really nice. So that guy oh, took that all that. Line? That guy took all that time for that punchline to troll. Wow. That was wow. That's that was very kind. Interesting. Well, uh, just when your faith in humanity, <laughs> man, he he could have gotten there a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. felt like we didn't have to have all the conversation yeah, about yeah. the alien. Well, I mean that was all right. And I, th- I was, I honestly, first? I thought it was a little fishy because he was a little too. The story at the beginning was interesting, though. Yeah. Like what was I that about? I couldn't tell if he was trying to say, you. He's heard a story that he somehow has knowledge of somebody that knew you or interacted with you. I think it's made up. I think I think like the fun thing, ah, oh, Randy like fell off been, a Segway. Yeah, because I don't see you ever yeah. taking a Segway to dinner. Like, that's never... Like, yeah. why would you have put it in an automobile and... Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. Interesting. Um, hey, let's take one of these other calls. Um, let's talk to Eddie. Um, actually, yeah, let, actually, I'm going I'm to do Dustin first. He wants to talk about co-op games, and let's try this. And Dustin, this is Randy. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going, you two? Hey, pretty good. So you're calling from Maui. Ooh, oh, I bet it's gorgeous there right now. That's awesome. Um, Somewhere every day. (laughs) So I've got a friend. Christy and I have a good friend that's got a magic club uh, on Maui called Warren and Annabelle's. And Warren was at our wedding. He was. And he uh, and I used to work with him at a nightclub in Hollywood called Wizards back when I was a magician. And Warren is awesome, and his club is amazing, and his show is am- amazing. It's called Warren and Annabelle's. Warren and Annabelle's, and it's on Maui. And I highly recommend you check it out. <laughs> so if you get a chance, it is great. Since you're and in Maui, great. and then when you do go to the show, tell Warren that that you talked to me on my call-in show and that I said hi. Yeah, he's fantastic. Well, if it's funny you mention that because uh, usually when you talk about magic, I kind of tune it out. But uh-huh. I wanted to give it a shot. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I surprised my wife and we went to go see that show. Nice! That's a nice coincidence. What did you think of it? I, I enjoyed it. We've seen uh, the two performers were John George and Chris Blackmore. Okay, okay. So uh, you didn't and get to see Warren, but I know John George. He's yeah, he's good. I don't think I know Chris Blackmore, but um, that's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. You should go back again when Warren's doing the show. It's you. Uh, those guys yeah, are great. Yeah, I'd and, like to. Yeah, John George is good, but like uh, he's really good. Uh, Warren's got a whole different thing, man. Uh, awesome. That's cool. I'm glad you got yeah. a chance to do it. Hey, you know, there's, um, you can also, if you're curious, if you want to dig a little deeper, you can check out the website, genieonline.com. And it's sort of like, uh, gosh, this is going to sound like an insult, but it's like Kotaku or Polygon or IGN or something, uh, for magic where they, they aggregate a lot of stories, but they create a lot of original stories too. Who do you, so who does it sound like you're insulting? Uh, Genie Online oh. by comparing them to the gaming Gosh. websites. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with the gaming websites, but I know some people have a yeah. problem with them. Maybe Susan's <laughs> listening somewhere and she's like <laughs> cringing. <laughs> but check out GenieOnline.com if you want to dig deeper into it. But let's talk about video games. You wanted to talk about co-op. Yeah. Um, well, I grew up playing 
split screen. You oh, know, cool. like back in the day. Yeah. We played. Um, I had my friends come over and we played. You know, like uh, one of my favorite games was a game called Twisted Metal Two. Uh huh. You, you remember that game with the car? Yeah, I did. Shoot, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that's old school. That's PlayStation One. And then, yeah. So I went from like Sega to PlayStation, and then I went to uh, when the Xbox 360 came out. I got that. Okay. And then um, when I got married, my wife um, she decided to get into shooter games with me. Outstanding. And so you know we um, we got you know like the Halos and the the Gears of War and played those, and then. You know, yep. those got kind of boring, so we went to GameStop, and um, I asked for, you know, a good split-screen game, and they recommended this game called Borderlands, and so... It's pretty good. You know, I bought all three. Nice. And then started out on uh, Borderlands 1, and uh, we played a little bit of it, and then my wife was like, you know, take this game out, and I was like, hold on a second. Let's give it a chance and so you know we kept playing it and then you know ever since then we've been playing it you know almost <laughs> every day <laughs> wow that's awesome so, yeah that's cool i you know c- couch co-op i think is one of the greatest experiences any kind of couple can have whether it's a romantic couple or you know uh siblings or friends uh i it's it's re- once once I discovered that it's really become a big big part of the decisions we make at Gearbox is to try to support couch co-op gaming and everything we do, and occasionally like Christy and I will will be able to play together in couch co-op games and Borderlands is one of them that actually worked and that's how I knew yeah. we kind of had something because Christy doesn't like all the games that that I happen to work on but <laughs> she really dug Borderlands and that's when I I knew we we had something there. That's awesome. Right on, dude. So so I guess you're looking forward for us to, to make more stuff then. <laughs> we should probably get on that for you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I look forward to when Borderlands 3 comes out. And we, we, should probably, <laughs> we should probably announce something first, right? It's not <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so cool, man. So what are, what are your, besides Borderlands, what do you think your favorite uh, co-op games are? Well, I mean, there really isn't any, you know. Wow. I go to the store and I look in the, yeah. the back of the games and I see one player, one player, one player. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I guess you know, they're just, they're just not really out there anymore. A big thing anymore. Yeah, you'd think that, especially after we showed up, you'd think that more people would try to support it because... I but I wonder it, if the your biggest... I mean, you have, I'm sure people that are playing catch co-op but i think a lot of people are you know on their own you know playing network yeah or, network co-op yeah. that's that's fine too yeah you know, um split screen or network works and um and there's i guess there might be some more games that support networked co-op than split screen co-op yeah but, i mean because we're always trying to find fun co-op yeah. couch co-op here at the restaurant obviously because one screen per table we're always yeah. looking for four yeah. player games that are you They're know, mostly fun for competitive. Play. Yeah, most, because oh. you can jump in and you can so, you know play while you eat. Are you still playing on an Xbox 360 or what, what's your game? What's your system of choice right now? 
Well, I got um, the Xbox One, and we got the handsome Jack collection. Okay, great. Uh, hey, is is Overcooked on Xbox? Yes. You should. There's a. It's it's a it's a silly little game. It's pretty fun though. But it's really fun. It's it called really fun. Overcooked. It's cheap. It's an indie game. It's it's really fun. It's not gonna like take over all of your attention, but you'll you'll get into it. It, it works as a couch co-op game. Uh, and it's single screen, so you don't have to split the screen with anybody. Um, totally different genre. It's not first person, but no, it's like high intensity cooking. <laughs> it's really it's what it is. really bizarre, but I yeah. we we've had some fun with it. We have. So I recommend that one too. It's one of our most popular games at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. That and Gang Beasts has been Gang Beasts. Holy Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. Yeah, that's People competitive are though. Digging it. That's Thanks, competitive. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, and Craig. It's, it's better with uh, with four players, frankly. Yeah. But Gang Beasts is competitive. You, it's basically these little blobby guys. And you just beat the crap out of each other. It's and last man other. standing. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun. It's uh, it's double fine. Uh, Tim Schaefer's company, our buddy Tim. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, my GM team. Kathy dominates. She kicks <laughs> all of our asses. She's so good. That's awesome. Hey man. Hey, thanks for calling. And I'm super psyched that our that the Borderlands games have been fun and, and a part of your co-op gaming lives. And uh, please give my best to your partner. And uh, and uh, okay. I, I hope I hope to keep entertaining you guys. Um, we're working on a few different things that I that I hope will be interesting to you, and uh, some of them will probably announce sometime this year. So uh, look out for that, and I, I hope you'll get excited about it. All right, All right. I'll talk to you later, Thank Dustin. You Thanks for your call. Cheers. No problem. All right. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Man, you know, I was I'm thinking about that. Um, Trying to make sure that works. Okay, I was thinking about that troll from earlier, and I wish that I want trolls to be like really <laughs> it good makes at sense it. That he was like so nervous, and it's because he was like holding back. He was just like, I need to get to this to this punchline. Which is why I was no, I don't think he was actually nervous. I think the guy was. Oh, I think he was. No, I think. Dude, after listening to Boy and where he gets, yeah. I, I think, think I think he decided it's like a prank call, you yeah. know. You know, he, yeah. but I wish he I wish he went like I think I wish that was better. Like. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're going to troll, you should be like witty or nuanced. Yeah, it's okay though. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll get a better one. Or we'll just get, or I'm hit sure it, we'll hit it on the nose yeah, like whatever like is. You know, 55 minutes Okay, so let's take another we're call. Bound to get another um, troll. Okay, so this guy, this is a guy who's I, I uh this is a guy who I was going to call a second take a second ago. Um let's talk about Borderlands and he's in California. So let's talk to uh this is Eddie, right? Eddie, Hello. can you hear me? Hi, this is Randy. How are you? This is Randy. You're on the air. Uh, you're calling from California? Oh, so, yeah. I'm awesome. Well, uh, thanks for calling. Yes. How, how's it going? What can, what can we yeah, talk about? Thank you for answering. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about, like, you know, Borderlands. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I've been a fan since, like, you know, you know, day one of the birth of Borderlands. Like, wow. I played, you know, Borderlands 1 all the way to, like, you know, the Telltale, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Like, I've Thank always you. been, but yeah. Me I too. Every DLC, <laughs> everything, like, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's like my, my favorite, my favorite, you know, game, first person, like, you know, shoot and loot, like, there's nothing that can beat it, in, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Wow. And cool. Like, well, thank you. On behalf like, of the team, you know, it's a yeah. massive team effort. I have a very small part in a very big project, but I'm very grateful I get to work with such cool people. Did you know that Christy worked on yeah. the first two Borderlands games? I did. She uh, she did oh, some really? writing. Yeah, she that. did some writing. She uh, she helped me cast 
uh, the actor that played the role of Angel and the role of Lilith. Uh-huh. And, oh, Angel. Oh. Yeah. And Brittany. She, yeah, she discovered Brittany for us. Yeah. And she, uh, she did some writing. Uh she she wrote a lot of the, the oh, Borderlands wow. one script uh, for like one of the earlier passes. Um, some of the stuff uh, had been rewritten. I I'd written some too, and my stuff was uh, procedural but not funny. So Mikey re- like wrote over a lot of my stuff to yeah, make he gave it, it flavor. Pun- punch he it gave, up. He gave our stuff flavor. <laughs> yeah, he oh. did to punch it up. But uh, right on, cool. So so what do you want to talk about with Borderlands? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you know, you know, from moving from like you know first person shooters from like you know and then you guys made you know the the telltale yeah we worked you with know, uh tell- really like we worked with telltale yeah. uh they actually yeah, developed really the like, game. I, yeah like i thought like i was like when it first came out i was like oh like i, I can't see it, you know playing this like I, i'm used to you know first person shooters and i gave it a try and like you know i went through the whole entire thing and like it was just like so amazing like you know that like it was so i couldn't get over it and then when the last episode came out, I was so sad, like, oh, no, it's like, it can't end like this. And I don't want to say, you know, what happened at the end, but whatever. <laughs> we know. Like, I don't know if people haven't played it or not, but yeah. I'm so, like, you know, it's like a huge cliffhanger, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, my, well, my main question is, like, if there is going to be, like, a season two to Tales of the Borderlands, even though, like, Telltale Games made the game. Yeah. And if, like, if it's your guys' choice to, like, continue on it. Well, I, I don't think we have the energy or the right kind of team to develop a game like that. Um, yeah. So I think it sh- if, if there is a season two, it should be telltale that does it. And, um, I I'm open, I'm open to it. I think there was, there were a lot of discussions about it and I don't know, I don't know why, uh, what, where those discussions went. Um, obviously you know, I think there was some probably some business complexity to it as well because uh, on that one, uh, Take Two, who has the publishing rights for Borderlands, had the retail publishing rights for Tales from the Borderlands, and of course Telltale did digital publishing, and um, I think Telltale is publishing more now, and um, and you know they've 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 got. They've got a lot of things going on, so I think they might be a little spread thin. But I, I don't want to speak for them. I think they can speak for themselves. But I'm, I'd, I'd absolutely be open to that. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, I, I loved season one though, and I really, I really think that it did what it set out to do, and it created a really fun and entertaining uh, storyline in the Borderlands universe that wasn't in the main storyline. You know, it was this sort of ancillary story and it also demonstrated how compelling the universe and characters can be even in the absence of the role-playing game gameplay that Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 1 and Borderlands the pre-sequel feature, right? When I play a, a traditional Borderlands game with the RPG loop where I'm leveling up and I'm getting loot, like I am really compelled by those things. And to see a successful Tales from the Borderlands, which was able to succeed without any loot and without any leveling, was a really interesting test and a testimony to the strength of the universe yeah. and the characters that the team created. And uh, and I love that. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I have so much confidence in the motion picture that's currently in development for Borderlands, because it's, it is a really fun universe and there are great characters to spend time in. So, uh, so that's something to look forward to oh, as yeah. well. 
Um, but yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I can't also, answer that. I mean, it's going to be really up to telltale and business that happens between uh-huh. parties other than myself. But for my part, I would absolutely encourage that and do what I could to enable that, uh, to happen. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. Uh, also, I know that telltale or, you know, like the main characters in the game, Fiona and Reese, Yeah. if they're going to be able to, are they going to play a role in, like, I'd love to see them. Cause like, you know, at the end, we didn't we didn't know what happened. So yeah, you know, I for, for Fiona to be an actual playable character in the new Border, I don't <laughs> want to see. I mean, Borderlands. I'm not going to see Borderlands three because sure. it's, it's like you know not announced yet. Yeah, but in the next big like Borderlands. Well, I I, mean, I, like, I will tell you this. Amazing to see Fiona as a yeah. I will tell you this. I I we do we do think of the characters and the story that happened in Tales from the Borderlands as canonical. And so uh, those characters are in the universe and uh, future explorations of the universe uh, are welcome to consider uh, those characters being a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, everything's on the table, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I, I like, I like the characters that were introduced in, in um, tales as well. And I, I'd, I'd love to spend more time with those characters. And I, I think that, in, in the future of Borderlands, it'd, it'd be fun in, in different ways that Borderlands can manifest in the future to be able to spend more time with those characters. And I, I, uh, I, think, I think it's fair to look forward to that. Um, hey, listen, man. Yeah. Um, it's been awesome talking to you, Eddie. And uh, thanks for calling. Where, where in California are you? Yeah, thank you. Where in California are you? Where, where from California am I? Yeah. Or like, where, uh, Whittier. Whittier, California. Oh, Whittier. Okay, cool. Right on, man. How's, is it the weather holding up over there? Or? Yeah, it's pretty good here. Yeah, okay. it's, you know, decent. I was just in, I was just in Los Angeles and it was perfect, but uh, but I I think it might be turning again. But hey, anyway, thanks for calling, Eddie. Um, it's it's awesome talking to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and get to yeah, some th- other callers. But thanks for your time, man. All right, thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right, talk to you later. See you. Okay, uh, that was interesting. Um, what do you think? You like tails, right? Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I had that moment with Mikey, which oh, was yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Mikey I, played the character Scooter, yeah. uh, and and uh, Scooter has a very significant role to play in Tales from the And the, the fact Lawrence. that I had no, by design, I had no information at all, right, right. and my first exposure was the live playthrough. Oh, uh, that was that was quite experience. a that was quite a yeah. yeah that we 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 got to participate in uh, Telltale at PAX, one of the PAXs hosted a uh, live play, yeah. uh, a group play of Tales from the Borderlands episode four. And what that means is there were like hundreds and hundreds of people in this, in this auditorium. And uh, at every choice, the whole auditorium would scream what they wanted the choice to be. And there was someone in control that was deciding based on what they thought the crowd wanted. It was a crowd play of Tales from the Borderlands. And it was... That was a really hardcore yeah. emotional experience yeah, uh, because there was a, like all the voice actors were in attendance yeah. and Mikey was there and we were there and that was a lot of fun. That was great. Um, hey, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take a couple from the Discord. Um, so let's see here. I've got a couple in the queue. Let's let's try this one. Uh, hey, this is Randy. Uh, you're on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. What's your name, man? My name's Don. Uh, Hi, Don. Sorry. Yeah, I was. 
I was streaming you guys' show now. I realize a little bit behind, so I'm just pause the show and talk. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's probably the best if you're if you're watching it on the internet. Uh, where you, where are you calling from, Don? Uh, Utah. Far out. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about? You know, Got um, some questions? believe it or not, like uh, I was gonna talk about something else, but uh, with your troll earlier today, it did bring up uh, something about with with you guys so i'm a small-time developer uh-huh out there i put myself on the social media platforms like twitter and things uh-huh. like that you know how the gaming community can be it can be some of the most generous people that are out there yeah they can be some of the um right they they sometimes bring out some of the worst sure in, in themselves right yes and Twitter and you've been publicly accessible for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is there any pro tips you have for somebody like myself? Cause yeah, I'm starting my career. I'm doing my own title. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I honestly, I mean, I got, yeah, I can talk to you about that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Um, and the world's always changing. Right. Um, but I love this. I love that we're in this information age and this digital age where we can, interact with each other digitally and I don't want to shut that off. So I, I've stayed on Twitter. I don't, I don't do Facebook and I don't do Instagram and you know, there's a million social platforms. I don't do any of them, but I, but I've stayed on Twitter because I think it's the fastest and most accessible and it, it is true. And, and I have a theory about how it, how like the spectrum of the kinds of people work. Um, I, I, it's always a bell curve, right? So like, let's, I don't, I don't know if you can see me, but, um, if you're watching, imagine a, a graph where um, uh, the the this is the number of people on the vertical axis, and across the bottom is from like the most extreme type of negative to the most extreme type of positive, right? And it it goes like this, where it's very there's very few people in the extreme, and it ramps up, and then it peaks in the middle, and then it comes back down again. And then it goes down on the other side. So it's a bell curve. It's a classic bell curve where most of the people are in the middle and huge numbers of people are in the middle. But you get, um, you get people on the ends and even the extreme ends. And uh, the more people you reach, the more relevant you are, the more people you're going to get on those extreme ends, right? So like, let's say it's 0.1%, 0.1% on uh, the ends. Well, if you reach 1,000 people, you're going to get one person on each end, which means if you reach a million people, you're going to get a thousand people on each end. And we've, <laughs> we've reached tens of millions of people, right? So, so we have tens of thousands of people on either end. Uh, and here's another thing too. I was looking at my Twitter and apparently I've got like, I've got like 500 and some thousand followers. I guess it's probably getting closer to 600,000 now. Um, it seems like a lot. And I, and, I, and I looked on the internet and I learned that 4% of all people are sociopaths. 4% of the world are sociopaths. Did you know that? I'm a little skeptical and of that number. That's, Google it. You got a phone right there. Look it up. 4% are sociopaths. And uh, so... I kind of believe that more and more I become more publicly available. Yeah. Because uh, I do a podcast. I get get around a thousand viewers okay so if you got a thousand people you're gonna have those edge cases already you're gonna have people there's human beings that are gonna be on the ends both positive and negative they're gonna they're gonna hit you 
And, uh, and the positive people are phenomenal. Of right? course, like you, of course. But you also have to be careful too, right? Because um, even on the positive end, uh, the, sometimes it can get a little too much. Like most people are awesome. Even some of the negative people are kind of normal. But the extremes are where it gets really, really weird. And uh, But yeah, if, if there are 4% sociopaths um, and you've got 1,000 people, that means 40 people every show you do are sociopaths. Well, wow. I mean, that's oh. causation, correlation problem. But I would say, I mean, for me, like you just decide, you decide, like I have no issues on social media. Christy's like, the I best. Do, I am she's got, positive she's and happiness hear her. only. She's better than me. I just don't, any kind of negativity. Can you hear me? You were cutting out earlier. Sorry okay. I, yeah, I hit the mic down here, so go ahead. Yeah, any type of negativity, whether it's directed towards me or towards Randy or towards anybody else that follows me or really any kind of community, I just, I don't want the noise. I'm so busy. I have so much going on with the restaurant and the coffee shop and all of this stuff that I'm doing that I don't have time for it. I don't mind share for it. And I just, I refuse to give it any attention whatsoever. So I am the queen of blocking people. I will block people for saying anything negative about other people or anything. I just want no part of it. So it's a choice. I mean, to me, I feel like everyone's amazing because everything coming at me is amazing. Because I just <laughs> if it's not, it goes, it, yeah, gets, it just goes it dies away. In the fire. And then I'm just living in this great, like, wow, everybody's so fantastic. It, and that's yeah. how I handle it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm a little more, I, I don't know. I, I want, I, I have this thing where I really, I think what makes me an entertainer is I really care about trying to create joy and happiness. And so I get really, sometimes I get a little more caught up in the fact that maybe I, that I failed with people and I try to figure out why or try to engage with them more. Christy's like, just block them, dude. And sometimes I'm like, no, I want to want to get in there with this guy and figure out what's going on, you know? And, uh, and sometimes I'll get into it with people on Twitter, just mostly to understand, um, and to figure out like what, you know, is it me or, you know, what should I do differently? But, um, you, you, but here's the thing. You can't let any of the negativity stop you. Um, because, uh, like, you know, it's like going to a beach. Most people on the beach are just there on the beach, but every once in a while, like one in a thousand will get down there in the, in the sand and they will build a sandcastle. And most of the time they're going to be, it's going to be an ugly sandcastle. But at least it got to exist, and maybe that person will build a better sandcastle next time, and maybe the next time, and then and then there's and so like and, and every once in a while there's a freaking amazing sandcastle, and we all get to enjoy seeing it, and then uh, and then and then there's somebody else that's coming along where and they they they're all outnumber the builders ten to one that just can't help themselves, and they just feel like they got to kick that sandcastle over, step on it, uh, and destroy it, and um, if. If the sandcastle builders let the sandcastle kicker overs stop them, there would be no sandcastles. So you, we just got to ignore those guys and just got to keep building. Just keep making stuff because that's what makes the world cooler and better. And it's okay if some sandcastles are better than others. And it's okay if you like one sandcastle and not another, and that's fine. Uh, but the more sandcastles there are, the more we get to choose from and the better sandcastles are going to be for everybody to enjoy. So we got to just keep building those sandcastles regardless of who wants to kick them over. Uh, and, and here's the other thing, too, that I've learned. Someone that's going to take the time 
of kicking over Sandcastle, you know, and it's, I can just abandon the analogy at some point. Somebody that's going to take the time of, of investing in, um, in, in you, uh, you've got them. Like, you're reaching them. You, they, they're engaged, right? I saw this thing on my Twitter feed this morning. Somebody did a four-hour video takedown of Batman versus Superman. And, you know, it wasn't my favorite movie, but somebody made some cool shit, and there were a few sweet action scenes in it, and I really liked the moment when Wonder Woman showed up and kicked some ass. And, uh, uh, but whatever, like, to invest, like, someone, to make a four-hour video takedown, that person had to invest insane amounts of time. That person's a customer. Like, that person, like, whoever, whoever, who directed uh, Batman versus Spider-Man? Or Superman, sorry. I don't remember who, who directed But that person, they, th that person's in. And every DC comic film, that person's going to be a customer. So you got that guy. And everybody that's going to take the time to watch a four-hour takedown, well, you got them too. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. It's all part of it. They're just on that negative end of the spectrum. And, you know, they're just part of the world. And it's, it's a function of relevance. And uh, the more relevance anything has, then the more time and energy people are going to invest on either end of the spectrum. And the biggest, it, always the biggest, the most relevant is always, it doesn't matter who we're talking about, it's always whoever happens to be the president of the United States. And that's what gets the most positive and negative on either side. Uh, and that proves that it's a function of relevance because that's the most relevant individual on the planet at any given moment. Uh, but I like to create and I think creators are the best, even if uh, we don't always like what they create. Just keep swinging, because if you keep if people keep creating, then uh, chances are around that there might be something that we might like, uh, or that somebody might like. And creation is what makes the world better and cooler. So keep on making stuff, man. That's my advice. Def definitely. Thanks for thanks for taking my call and all that. And yeah. Yeah. If you guys are ever short on staff or you need someone just to help. You know, like seriously. Oh well, um, if you know, on the website we're always hiring people, so you can you can just keep checking that if you're looking more, for a gig. I'm um, more interested in just volunteering. Is there a way okay. to submit something like that there? Um, I you know you can try using that site to reach out. We do. I mean, we do internships and some things like that. What what part what part of the world you said you're calling from Utah? No. Yeah, so I'm I'm from Utah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. would have to be remotely. We, and I don't yeah. expect you to give me an answer. Over so that so that you there. know it's hard to find ways to volunteer remotely, but um, so. you know if, if you go to the website and reach out and tell us what you can do and how you think you can help, and uh, the folks that kind of handle that are always looking for people to add to the add to the machine, no. you know. So, um, but hey, man, thanks oh, for thank, thank thanks for calling, Don problem thanks for taking my call thanks for answering that and uh keep reaching out like you guys are it's a, it's a big difference there's too much that gap between the gamer and the developers yeah I, I think so too and that's part of the reason why i'm i'm doing this and why i'm glad christy came on the show today to kind of close try to close that a little bit cool well i'll talk to you later don thanks for your call all man. right yep talk to you later bye. bye cheers awesome well that was interesting mm -hmm. what do you think yeah, I mean... I mean, you're, you've got a degree in psychology. You I, know do. <laughs> I do. I do. You've studied, like, neuroscience and this shit. I'm just, I'm just like, an enthusiast. Yeah, it's, you know, the whole troll aspect of things is interesting because it's less about the people that troll, in my opinion, because I feel like, you know, there's, there's this, this cry for attention from people like that. 
Um, I don't really find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, trying to be everyone's couch counselor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting to me more so is how people respond to trolls yeah. because that seems to be the widest range, you know, where there's people that, you know, every, every slight, every insult, everything that isn't, you know, completely positive can wreck them, can, can keep them from achieving anything right. because they just get so paralyzed with the idea that they could fail. And then there's people that are just like, I don't give a shit. I'm doing my, I'm driving my lane yeah. and I'm cool and I'm just going to keep going down this path. Yeah. So to me, that's what I find interesting is the responses. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, and maybe that's something I I've learned from you. I, I think over time I'm getting better at just letting it wash away like you just you're just like i don't give a oil shit. and water <laughs> you don't care no, i got too much to do <laughs> all right should we take another one sure all right let's take um we got we got a bunch in the queue here so i'm i'm gonna should we go faster um, you want to get through more people or no yeah uh let me um let me try this one um we'll get through everybody but yeah. we'll see we'll see hey uh hey this is randy you're on the air who's this hey this is uh ian from eugene What's Ian. good, Randy? I'm a, hey. I'm a big fan. Oh, wow, love, cool. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, I love the, the Borderlands series. Sweet. Uh, I, love, I love the amount of like weapon variety and the huge open world. I remember playing uh, a lot of Borderlands 2. I, I had a guy who had a lot of explosions and stuff, and I liked I liked those guns that you could throw. Yeah, like, yeah, TDR. Yeah, 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 those are so freaking badass. I, we we yeah. really love that principle, too. In fact... I mean, just just to riff off that idea really quick, I think what we discovered there is it's kind of fun to think about uh, weapon design in a first-person shooter in, like, non-standard ways, right? The idea that when you reload, you throw the gun out and it becomes basically a grenade was really just using the verbs we had to try to create some new design things. We also had things like healing bullets, you know, where you can shoot a co-op buddy and would heal them instead of hurt them. Oh, heck yeah, dude. And that, that thinking, like, we've we are really deep in that thinking and, and <laughs> so, so like every, like we, we got nuts in it with borderlands Two, a little bit more with the pre-sequel. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to all the lessons and experience we've had there to manifest in something new that we do down the road. Um, but Hey, what do you want to talk about? Um, actually some slightly off topic. Okay. Uh, I hear you're involved with magic a little and- bit. As an aspiring magician myself, I'd like to ask you for some advice. Okay, um, what kind of advice? Like, what what do you? What, is there something specific you're looking for, or just in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you had a trick I could use to uh, conjure up a few more sales to break even on my failed Overwatch ripoff. I want to inflate those numbers. Ah, like your wife. another troll. Ah. Look at this. All right, cool. So wow, they put so much. They, they like, do. Really, they really do. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're so, like by themselves or if they have like people that they're like, watch this. This is what I'm going to do. I've also noticed that this is um, both the trolls came in on Discord. Yeah. So they're internet trolls. I mean, and, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah. So, um, wow. Well, but he's a big fan. So, I mean, big fan. he's a big fan. Yeah, 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 Open yeah. world, weapon yeah. systems. All right. <laughs> I agree. Those are great uh, things. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, the uh, and let's see. What was the troll? The troll. It was trying to make fun of uh, Battleborn. Battleborn sales. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a little more clever, 
But yeah. like, I mean, I think well, he heard us saying you have to be clever if you're going to troll. So he's like, oh shit, oh, I better, I better, I better raise my yeah, game yeah, 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 yeah. and come up with something really clever yeah. with this. I mean, he didn't, I mean. Uh, the thing that, though, it's funny, what, what, what actually, really the part that gets, the where, where he barely got in there uh, is not, uh, is not uh, the performance of Battleborn, like whatever. Like right. I'm, I'm, we're fine with that. Sure. Um, it's miscalling it as a clone of Overwatch. Of Overwatch. It's, it couldn't be <laughs> it's not a clone. similar. Actually so beat it to market. Either he didn't <laughs> Well, also beat it to market. It, right. Where they're the same. It's, uh, if anything, Overwatch is a clone of Battleborn. Yeah. It's inter- <laughs> I know. It is interesting. Uh, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I... I am stoked on Overwatch. Like when I first start, when when I first kind of directed us down that path of you know doing a hero shooter, there weren't any. It yeah. didn't exist. Now there's a bunch. And uh, and the I like what was possible in the market was just um, really uncertain and scary for the suits, scary for the kinds of people that take bets, right? So um, you know I I don't know if you remember, but when Borderlands One came out. I did a talk at Dice at Febu- in February at the at the summit for the Academy of Interactive Arts in February after it launched. And Borderlands One launched in October. Mm-hmm. From so so f- the February after its launch in October, I did a talk about it. And one of the things that I said was, and I got into a little trouble with the publishers. I said, you know, uh, it's still happening, and it's been a big success, but it looks like. It looks like that Borderlands can be a three million unit game, <laughs> and this was this was speculative. Like like I was predicting something that hadn't happened yet when I said that, right. and uh, you know because at that point it was a little over two million units, and that was a really you know that was a forward looking statement, and and our friends uh, our publishing partners are publicly traded, so they were very nervous that I made that that guess because you know they they have to they trade on predictability. Um, and uh, and forward-looking statements have a specific meaning in um, publicly traded companies, and but that was a big like holy crap, uh, and then, and of course Borderlands went on to do multiples of that, and Borderlands two even more, and that's all public how massively successful the Borderlands games have gotten, you know, uh, Battleborn has reached over three million people, and it's only in comparison, only because Overwatch exists. Right. That it, it's considered a failure by comparison. Um, but Overwatch reached over 25 million people, which to me is massively vindicating. When I was uh, uh, conceiving of an of a, of a angle that uh, had no evidence that it could have any success at all in the marketplace, and then to have a leader in that world achieve 25 million units of sales is massively uh, vindicating for the, for the concept. Um, and of course, um, our game uh, did did pretty well. I mean, it it, it it's uh, it'd be a success uh, without without that direct competitor uh, being compared to it. Uh, I remember when the independent game Firewatch, after about a year, had managed to reach a million units, and this was celebrated as holy crap, a million units because it's a massive. That's hard to do. Uh, if any, if the caller ever tries to make anything in his life, um, that caller will discover how difficult yeah. it is to reach one million people, yeah. uh, let alone three. And I, I wish that caller success, and I hope 
uh, trolls uh, that, that are willing to take the time and energy to do something like this, instead of directing energy there, maybe try creating something. I know. Because, and maybe try and creating something that can be monetized because then maybe you can bring joy and happiness to people and also make money at it so that you can do even more of that. So if you're still listening, troll, I recommend that. Uh, that's a, your, your, your life will be much more gratified and fulfilled. Now it's hard. And you probably will fail, you'll fail, which is probably why you choose not to do that. But I still recommend trying it anyway. I fail a lot. And every failure will teach you something that could lead you towards success. So give it a shot. Try to make something good. All right. So I'm not going to do... Um, uh, hey, Joe, can you do me a favor and check in on that queue uh, uh, on Discord? I'm going to do a couple of call-ins. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, Rick's been waiting a long time. And I've talked to Rick before. And, uh, and also there's this guy, Boris. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to take these from the, the call-in lines. And let's talk to Rick from Salem. Hey, this is Randy. Uh, uh, this is Rick, right? Can hey, you hear Randy. me? Hey, you're on the air, man. Hey, so, sorry. Thanks, sorry. thanks for waiting. We've had a lot of callers this time. So I'm sorry you've been on the line for so long. But I'm um, glad to... Uh, no, it's uh, cool. It's one of the few days off I get. So <laughs> Right on, man. What do you do? I don't mind it. What, what, what do you do, Rick? Um... I, I sell I sell quality auto parts at discount prices. Outstanding, right. <laughs> fantastic. I, yeah, wow. I I I'm in the zone. Let's just say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I get Fair it. Fair enough. I um I uh, I own a Tesla, so there's very few parts uh, that that need maintenance in my vehicle. But Christy drives a Land Rover, so maybe she'll be a customer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, the newest one's parts. been very reliable. Well, plenty of those too. Yeah. Well, I've only had it for a few months. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you've you've actually had really good luck with Land Rovers. I have. I love them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Rick, what, what's on your mind, man? What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I uh, I didn't do this last time because you know I wasn't sure. I'd spend the time calling in. I think last mm -hmm. time, but so I didn't want to overwhelm you, you know, because it's a tender subject. But I do want to talk about Colonial Marines. Okay, it's a it's a favorite. Let's let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? Um. Well, I don't know if you know this or not. You might have heard. I'm a big fan. Awesome. And that's that's no lie for those that's people great. watching. That's no lie. That's True. great. I love it. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan too. Um, and 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 what's interesting is we. People that like it and like it a lot exist, and it's really hard for those that want to tear it down to even believe or acknowledge that that's true, which is so strange, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. shocking. I mean, I guess, I mean, I understand to a certain extent why some of them didn't like it, you know, particularly the ones from the PC community, because when it did first come out, it didn't have all the nice graphics. Yeah. That yep. it did after all the patches. So yep. I mean, I understand that aspect of it. Yeah. And uh, I also understand, you know, the, the the little bugs and stuff that popped up. How those can be annoying. But yep. for the ones that say it wasn't like the demo that we saw at at E3 or whatever, that boggles my mind because how many games have come out that weren't exactly like what the demo showed? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, one of the when we do when we do a trade show, especially early on. Um, I mean, it's usually like, and it's the industry's a little different now. But but back then, um, we, you know, we we all bring our vertical slice to the to the trade show, and uh, we're gonna keep painting. Right. We're gonna keep painting that art, and it's gonna there will be things that change. But what's interesting is, um, 
from <clears throat> from a development standpoint, everybody involved in the project not merely believes but knows in their heart of hearts that the game that launched is significantly better than what we had when we were in Vertical Slice. Um, it's It became a polished, full game. Now, right. all kinds of little subtleties are, are different, of course, and, and may, maybe it's the, maybe, it, I, and everyone's got a different beef, right? Uh, maybe it's it's an, an arrangement. Right, right. But, but I think like, really it's a function of expectation management. Um, and I, and I also think that, um, uh, and, and expectation management is impossible. Uh, I realized, and this is, I realized oh, yeah. this after the fact, um, the idea, uh, was so good. The thing that goes in our mind when we hear gearbox software is going to make an official aliens video game using the gears of war engine, right? Like what, what, what happens in our mind uh, is per is perfect, uh, but it's different in each right. person. Every every person's mind is. There are some people that had that really wanted um, uh, you know more of a, a suspense horror kind of approach, more like Alien, right? And there's some people that right. uh, wanted different different things out of it. And um, but right. anyway, but you you were gonna you were gonna go somewhere, so I'll let you I'll let you continue. Oh, okay. No, but, yeah. um, no, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, I remember reading in the forum several times, it was like, this isn't the game we wanted. And then when Alien Isolation was being talked about, everybody was like, yes, this is the game we always wanted. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Fun, <laughs> I wanted yeah, it. <laughs> by, by the way, fun fact, you know? um, Alien Isolation didn't, didn't do as well as Alien Colonial Marines in the marketplace, which is really interesting. Well, I think yeah, that, I mean. I think that that's, that's a testimony to. It could be to, because of. Go ahead. No, I was going to let you go. We were talking over each other, and so I'm oh. going to yeah, shut up for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. sorry. No, go ahead. Um, no, I, I think a lot of it just had to do with, you know, a lot of people probably saw it. Well, it came from Se it's coming from Sega, and Sega's the same people who launched Colonial Marines, so they were probably a little bit more apprehensive, you know. I've got, I've got friends who love the game, and I bought yeah. the game. But yeah, that, that's, I, I don't just, think that's it. I think, I think it's... Um, the incidentally, the marketplace is a little different than like what where critical where critics or internet chatter might lead us right. to believe. Um, the market just tends to judge on the pitch, and I don't think it has anything. To, I don't think the result there had anything to do with the difference, any perceived difference in quality between the two games, uh, especially from the critical point of view. I think it just had to do with the pitch. The action pitch can reach more eyes right. than the horror pitch. And it's as really as simple as that. Right. And it had not, like you can make the best horror genre thing in the world and you're not going to do as well. Like, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how many movies you watch, but uh, apparently a lot of people really liked the horror movie. It. Yeah. Right? I don't do horror. I never saw yeah, it. The, yeah. The, that came out recently. The best version. Of, My wife loved it. The best version of a horror movie is not going to do as well as the best version of say, a superhero movie <laughs> right so um guardians of the galaxy 2 is going to crush it in the box office um regardless of the relative quality oh, yeah. of the two and that's just a function of what do audiences want what kind of entertainment do the audiences want it has nothing to do with you know the individual subject matter it's really just action is going to beat uh horror every time 
So right. I, I think that's really what it was about. All else was equal, right? Same franchise, same publisher. Um, most people don't even, right. frank, frankly, most people don't even know who Gearbox is. Like we're, we're in a bubble because like uh, probably most of the people listening to the show are super hardcore, right? But if you go out on the street and you just ask a random person, the first thing you'll discover is they probably, they might not even be a gamer, right? Just find a random person on the street. Hey, uh, do you play video games? They might say yes or no. Do you know about video games? Yes. Uh, you've heard of some video games? Uh, maybe. Okay. And then like, I, I experience this all the time. Like somebody asked me what I do when they're, when they don't know what I do. Right. So they, they, they already don't know me. Right. And I'll say, Oh, I make video games. Oh, anything I know. It's like, well, do you know video games? Not really. Okay. Um, have you heard of Halo? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've heard of that. Okay. Well, I was the executive producer on the, <laughs> P, on the PC version of Halo, the first Halo game. And, oh, cool, that's neat. Okay, have you heard of James Bond? Yeah, I, I once developed a James Bond video game. That's awesome. Have you heard of the film Aliens? Yeah, I think I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, I developed a video game in the Aliens franchise. Sweet. Have you heard of a video game called Borderlands? Uh, what? No, I haven't heard of that. Have you heard of a video game called Brothers in Arms? Yeah, I think I may have heard of that. It's like war, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, have you heard of a video game called Duke Nukem? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think I heard of that. Have you heard of Homeworld? No, I've never heard of that. Uh, it's like out in the real world, um, people don't know. Like they haven't. Like if I say my company name, I work. I, I'm with Gearbox Software. They they've never heard of that. They don't know right. any of that. They so the, it's out in the real world where it actually matters. Um, is it's a totally different world than what we th might imagine because we might watch the kinds of people that are so invested that are so hardcore that they're uh willing to make a post on a forum or willing to not merely read a, a, a critical review but actually write one um those are that's a very small subset of the population and you know this is true for other right. things do you listen to music do oh, you, yeah yeah um you, you maybe listen to the radio Every day, unfortunately. That's okay. <laughs> do, you, do you read music review websites? No, absolutely not. I don't Me, read any review websites. Right. There are people that do that. <laughs> uh, th have you ever been on a forum where people are making posts about music? Have you ever posted saying, no, not like, about here's music. a new song that I, and let me tell you why this song sucks. Like, like, because you're a normal person when it comes to, you're a little probably more engaged with video games because you're calling me, but most people have a relationship with all content like you have with music, where you like music, you listen to it. If there's a song you like or in a genre you like, yeah, I like rock, I like rap, I don't really like country too much, or whatever, you know, and it's about, that's about as simple as it gets. Uh, that's, that's how most people interact with, with right. entertainment and media. And, uh, and we're kind of in a, we, we get to be in a little bubble, uh, a little kind of echo chamber because we, we get to interact with people that are really hardcore about it. Um, and because we're, we're ourselves are hardcore about right. video games. So, so we've got to, it, it kind of helps me to keep perspective to remember that. Um, but Hey, what, do anything else you wanted to talk about with aliens specifically or, or, uh, well, <clears throat> I did want to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. I mean, I've seen a lot of your interviews and I've read a lot of them. Fire away. You know, concerning Colonial Marines. Yeah. And you've, I've always seen you say, you, you've said, uh, you wish you'd had uh, a little bit more time to polish it up. Yeah. And this and that. So I'm curious, um, if, if you were given the time, what would you polish up? And well, is there anything you might add to the game? Yeah. So I, honestly, I think, the time. I think the, the, 
the best way to get detailed about that answer would it would require me to have more of the members of the team with me to 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 get more specific on that. Um, as as we were getting to it, as we were you know coming into alpha and beta on that title, um, we were mm-hmm. we were experiencing a lot of pressure from Sega uh, to to try to mm-hmm. make, make it in time for the holidays. And the advice that I gave them right. was to let us have as much time as possible after Borderlands 2 shipped uh, to, to polish it. And I said, you want a minimum of six months after Borderlands 2 ships between we, when, when that ships and when we want to try to, to ship aliens. Uh, fortunately, retail um, uh, recommended to Sega that they launch the game in February after the new year, not try to compete in the holiday, but launch it when there weren't many other titles in February. And so that gave us a couple more right. months than we would have had otherwise, but it, but it, we could have we could have done with more, and and you know I, I think it, you know if there was maybe three more months of development, you would have you would have launched with the the first PC patch, you would have um, you would have had a lot more polish, um, uh, and and frankly bugs, uh, and and so much of it's that it's really interesting that where little subtle things can take down an experience for some people. Some of us will forgive it if we're having a good time, but but other people. Uh, every little every little bug adds up, and every game ships with bugs. But the more time you have to polish it, the, the better you can get. But to get really specific, I think we need the team. You know, my 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 role on that was I was an enabler, I was an executive producer, but I didn't have much to do with the actual right, devel- right. development of the game, um, which was kind of nice, frankly, because I got to enjoy the experience almost like a customer. You know, I was I I wasn't. So I wasn't perfectly objective, but I wasn't so heavily uh, invested in it that I couldn't see it from the outside. Um, and so, uh, right, right. so that, that was fun. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I mean, in general, it's just, you, you want, um, you want to be able to dedicate the right kind of launch team for the right amount of time to bring a product in. Uh, uh, for landing, and we were we were under a bit of pressure uh, there. Uh, and and what's interesting about it too was, um, I you know we weren't we weren't asked we weren't getting any more financing from Sega. It wasn't like we were trying to get more money out of them. We were I was I was covering all the development at that point. Um, fortunately, we'd been very successful with with Borderlands, and when Borderlands Two launched, that was immediately successful. So I, I was able to af- afford to invest some of the money we had made from. Uh, other games into the development of Aliens on top of the um, the budget that that Sega had provided, and and but you know the other thing too is um, it's uh, I you know for what it for what it was and for what we were working with like that's that's where my objectivity is is weak um, because it, it's actually an astonishing achievement given given everything. Um, but you know the the market doesn't care. The market's going to compare it with everybody else's titles, and and it is an action first person shooter, and it didn't have like role playing elements yeah. like Borderlands did, right? So its most direct competitor, frankly, was Call of Duty, and Call of Duty way out production valued us, right? Like probably three times the overall budget uh, for, for the, that, the Call of Duty game that launched right before Aliens Colonial Marines. And so it's, it's just in the broader market outside of like the hardcore enthusiasts, but the broader market where it actually matters, um, we were, we were at a severe disadvantage there. And by the way, that advantage could have been dampened even more if, if we had have launched it a couple months later. Uh, what, what I think though, I, I think Sega was in a race, right? Because, 
um, it was an Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and Windows PC game, and the new consoles were going to come. There was going to be a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One, and they were going to come that holiday season. Uh, that was 2013. And uh, so Sega was playing a game of chicken, and that was tough. You know, I mean, maybe a different decision would have been to take even more time and make them launch titles for the new platforms and uh, uh, support all the platforms. And that, that could have been a whole different a different level of investment. But, you know, uh, everyone can Monday morning quarterback the thing. But um, I, I, yeah. I, I think that, like, hindsight, you can maybe do a couple things. But in the middle of it, I, I thought we did the best we could. And I thought I was giving Sega the best influence and advice that I could at the time. And I think hindsight even confirms that even more. Um, but I'm still proud of the title, and I'm really glad it exists. And I'm glad to have been a part of it. Did that kind of answer your question? Yeah, it sure does. Sure cool, does. man. Hey, um, awesome. Well, um, uh, if it's okay, I'm gonna I'll, maybe I'll talk to you some other time. Thanks for calling back. But uh, I'm gonna take another caller. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. All right. Cheers. Good talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. So that was boring for you, Christy. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was putting out, like, I was having conversation with my GMs. So oh, you're fine. putting out other fires? Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, here's a guy who wants to talk about getting music into video games. And let's take that one. How's that sound? Cool. Hey, this is Randy. Uh, you're on the air. Is this Joey? This is Joey. How's it going? Hey, Joey. Thanks for calling. Um, you're calling from Ohio? Yeah. What part of Ohio are you calling yes. from? Marysville, Ohio. Where, where is Marysville? I'm not familiar with that city. Uh, it's about an hour from Columbus. Oh, it's I'm in the middle. I am a, I'm going to be up in Columbus in a couple of weeks at the um, uh, at a at a magic convention called Magifest, and I will be there. Uh, What's it called? Magifest. M A G I Fest. Magifest. It's a magic convention. Okay. And uh, Christy's... That's, that's Christy's, crazy random. I keep trying to get Christy to go. But I went. She went once. And she's like, that's enough. Off my bucket list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But it, it's... It, yeah. I mean, it's it's really nerdy magician stuff. But it's... I like it. I like oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> I have played in the past. So what's the weather like up there? Am I going to freeze my butt off? If it doesn't change, yeah. All right, all right. All right. That's, yes, that's yes, you I'm will. Looking. All right. Hey, well, what's on your mind, man? What do you want to talk about, Joey? Uh, first off, it's a pleasure. Uh, the whole Borderlands universe is by far my favorite. Wow. Borderlands Two is my favorite game. It is. Oh my God. Amazing. That's incredible. And Thanks so much. That. <laughs> no, thank you. Because many hours. Um. But yeah, I I do music. I oh, cool. rock punk alternative band from Ohio. Awesome. And although that is my passion, gaming is also my passion. Yeah. And it, I'm never going to stop putting music out there trying to go down that road, but I would absolutely love to pair that with gaming in some way or another. Yeah. Send me a track, man. Send me something. Uh, let me listen to what you, what you guys sound like. I would love to. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, on the website, um, on the gearboxsoftware.com website, there's a contact us page and there's a, um, there's a, a web form. 
uh, pull it down to other and then write a little note saying, hey, I talked to Randy on the air. I'm trying to get a hold of him. I said I, I had some music and I wanted him to listen to my music. And then I'll get that and I'll reply to you and then you'll have my email address. And then, uh, and then you oh. can attach me something or send me a link and I'll listen to your music. And I can either give you some tips uh, okay. or maybe I'll like what you got. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be like a lotto thing for you. And, uh, but we got a lot of different games. No, no, um, and in fact, um, there's, this, there's this game that, that we're working on. And you said kind of like rock with punk influence. Um, there's, a, yeah. there's a game that we're working on that's kind of a secret project um, that we, we did a private uh, alpha test of it under the name Project 1v1. And uh, it needs some, uh, yeah. it needs some high energy music I think in it, uh, and we haven't really picked any music yeah. for it yet. And uh, I don't know, we could take a risk with something. We'll see. I, I don't know. Let me listen to your sound, and and I'll, I'll if I like it, I'll pass it along to the to the director of the project, and and if he likes it, he'll pass it around to the audio director, and you know if we like it enough, uh, you know. And and like how how uh, like how much stuff have you created? Like how much music you guys do a lot of covers? You do original. Uh, uh, we've uh, honestly we we've only done a few covers, and the only one we actually put up was the uh, "Ain't No Rest for the Wicked." Oh, far as out! Crazy as that is. Okay, um, but we have. Let me ask through, you: Did uh, you discover? Did you discover that song through our game? I sure did. That's awesome. What do you think of Cage the Elephant? Those guys are rad, aren't they? Uh, yes. Yeah, sweet. That, that song is awesome cage elephant is is phenomenal they won a grammy this or last year 2017 they're freaking grammy award winners now they weren't even on the map when i found them i love those guys um so <laughs> okay so um send send me some stuff i love that it's original um you guys have you ever played around like like think you'd be willing to make like demos or or tr just try some stuff and riff with us like if we if we were of course okay. well let, let me listen to your sound let me see let me see if we're in the in the freaking sport and if we're now, in the sport then we'll try to get in the ballpark and if we're in the ballpark then we'll see if we can get a base hit or something that that is amazing and uh my phone is stupid and it cut out okay. right after you said contact us okay the gearbox website so, page contact us yeah so go to the go to the contact page and it's a pull down page yeah. and it's a web form basically and pull down to other uh you'll get there's some options like who do you want to contact or what so pull down to other um uh and okay. just just write a little note in there saying hey uh i'm joey i talked to randy on his podcast i've got some music he wanted to listen to um and send that along and i'll i'll get it and i will reply to that and uh, then you'll have my email awesome. and, and with that you could send me a link or you can attach something deal and we'll go from there man we'll go from there and good luck to you that's i love thank that, you that i love the amazing and you are awesome oh thanks man i can't wait to hear your sound dude i, I love it and by the way whether or not we end up choosing it just keep on making stuff man sure. like uh i, I what you. i found out too is you know i got lucky a few times and and some of the things i've worked on have reached an audience but you know, I got into game making long before there was ever any money and ever an, an audience in it. I just love games. And if you love music the same way and just keep at it, it'll, it'll happen. So you're awesome. Right on dude. Hey, good talking to you, Joey. Thanks for your call, man. Thank you so much, man. Cool. Cheers. I'm curious, you know, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm sincere about that. Christy, I, I think like project run V1 could have some cool tracks and, 
Um, there was a game that came out uh, that not many people have heard of, and I'm going to get it wrong. It's like, it's a space flight game, but not from a cockpit view. Um, it's kind of, and it was called Rogue, I think it was called Rogue Galaxy. Oh, I remember when you were playing that. And they had all this cool, awesome original music that they worked with this band, and they just made these cool tracks. So there's this fucking cool like rock playing while I'm flying through space. And it, it was, it made the game cooler, you know? And, uh, and, and it took just some up and coming group that was willing to kind of take a risk and make some sound and not, I mean, I can't imagine they made very much before the game launched, but you know, I discovered the music through it and I bet, bet a bunch of other people did. And now that band's probably doing better because they did the, did that. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, Hey, I'm going to take this, um, I'm going to take this guy, Boris. He, he wants to talk about Aliens, Colonial Marines, too. Sorry, Christy. Do you wanna, <laughs> before I do, do you want to talk about something? How's it going in the restaurant next door? <laughs> I mean, What's your I, fi- like, I'm curious what your fires are. It, it wasn't really fires. It was just an update because Kathy went home because okay. she opened today. Yeah, yeah. And so she Kathy's was just, the general manager yeah, for at Nirvana. Dude, she's so fucking baller. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she We're was, not regulated by the FCC, are we, Evan? So we can she, say fucking baller? <laughs> All right. She... Uh, she was giving me an update on our, our Bitcoin group. Oh, how how is that? I mean, I've I've spent more on sushi than the, <laughs> this group. <laughs> it's what anyways. cryptocurrency people are cheap. What she's like they're drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> so it's fine. It's, it's just amusing. That's hilarious. So, yeah, I've spent more on fine. sushi than they. It's it's fine. It's Wasn't fine. it supposed to be like a massive group? Yeah, seventy people, I think, and. <laughs> We wanted them, according to them. According to them. Yeah, you're yeah. really going to want us to come here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, what are you going to do? That's, that's hilarious. I mean, you know, it's, we get a lot of uh, meetups and we get a lot of big groups and it's awesome. Like, we're, we're totally happy. But, you know, occasionally we get people who um, are, are sort of a little bit more entitled. They feel like their group is particularly special or yeah. particularly meaningful yeah, yeah. or pertinent to what we're doing. Well, every and, group's special. But, yeah. but that, one of the things people I think miss call is it bringing a person into the, into the business actually is a cost to you. Right. And unless they buy something, right. It's a negative value. Correct. So just having bodies is not helpful. No, no. You, you, it takes resources. Yeah. It yeah. takes resources yeah, and, it is and it's, tr- and it's a tricky thing. And, and I've had to learn this the hard way in the video game business. And I imagine it's even harder in uh, food service the whole secret is you've got to make more than you spend. And if you, and if, if you spend more than you make, the dream ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think people overestimate the amount that they're going to spend or that the people that they're bringing in are going to spend. I think people think, oh, when you have this many numbers, think about the volume that they're going to buy. And the truth is, is it, you know, it, it's almost like, um, the phenomenon where if somebody needs help, the bigger the crowd, the less likely they're going to get help. It's kind of like that. The bigger the group, the less people feel obligated to spend. Mm. So the bigger the group and the, and the less they feel obligated to tip, you know, our servers don't, they don't want to do big parties. It's also the other thing too, I think is that's not what they're there for. When you have a normal patron that's here because, Oh wow, this is cool place. I can play video games. There's a, a great menu. There's a cool bar with all these craft cocktails and craft beers. They're there for what it's there for right. and they're they're they they are there because they want to eat and they want to drink right whereas if you have a group that's there because we just want to talk about cryptocurrency they're not there to eat and drink correct and they may not that is correct 
So uh, yeah, they're out. yeah they're gonna drink refillable yeah. coffees and you know yeah yeah. So I mean it's interesting, but I mean I you know it's a Sunday afternoon, so who cares, right? Yes. I mean, who cares indeed? <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk to Boris here, who wants to talk about aliens, colonial marines from a development standpoint. <laughs> Hey, Hello? this this is Randy Boris. Yeah. Uh, you're on the air, Boris. Where are you calling from? Good, good, to, good to talk to you. Before I ask my question, I okay. just want a moment of silence for a friend of mine that's passed, Mr. Jace Connors. He crashed his car while on the I-95 in a street racing accident. So I just want to raise awareness of wow. the dangers of street racing. I'm very sorry to, my to hear that. friend Jace Connors. I'm very sorry to hear that, Boris. But, uh, anyway. I'm very sorry for Anyways, your loss. Anyways, I wanted to ask you. Y- yeah, yes. I wanted to ask you. You said that you had a lot of excitement along the way and that you were rushed for the development of aliens, colonial marines. Yet, well, I don't know if I put it that way. I don't know if I put it that way. I don't know in if I. 2013, after seven years of. Yeah, so I don't, five I don't, years of development, six years you got the deal from Sega. On top of that, your studio gearbox, it did, according to you yourself, outside of pre production, only one quarter of the actual development. Okay. On top of that, there are allegations that your studio moved people off of the project for Borderlands around 2008. Is that okay, correct? Hey, hey, okay, so Boris, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about each thing. Uh, you, you've, st- you've stacked a few things there. Okay. So first, you said that I said that we were rushed. Uh, I wouldn't categorize it like that. Um, the, the, at, the point, at the point where the game that was going to ship was known and uh, was coming in for a landing... Uh, you know, you, you get to an alpha point in development. In an alpha, your feature complete, and you know what the game is. Then the next state is, is beta, where you're locked down and you're bug fix only, and then you try to get to certification and ultimately clear it for manufacturing. Um, it's at the moment where the game was known, the, the time between alpha and when it launched was, was more compressed than, than, than I would have liked. I wished, I wished we would have had more time for that, and traditionally, uh, uh, okay. more time between those two phases uh, is, is, has better results. And, and that's, that's consistent with, with, with all of our experience. Now, the time between when the game was announced and when it launched, that's a whole different uh, uh, thing. And there's a whole lot of, of reasons for that. Now, when the deal was first conceived of, Sega and Fox were very, very eager to announce that deal to the world. Now, I... I unfortunately did not negotiate in my bargain an approval right over such an announcement, so I could not veto their announcement. Um, but I did caution against it, and I did weigh in. I said, this is, this would, this is a mistake to announce the game uh, because we haven't even written a line of code yet, and you're, you're now creating a customer expectation when we, A, don't even know what the game is and have no idea when it's going to come. And I think that was a mistake. And it, it proved to be a big mistake, in fact. It, it, it created massive expectations out of the gate. Um, I believe our first, um, our first public showing of anything Aliens was either in 2010 or 2011, uh, which was 
uh, which would be two or three years from the eventual launch. And that, that was our, our vertical slice. And I, I, you might know better than me. I don't recall when that first, um, that first E3 uh, was. Uh, yeah. But that, that and, and, and I think the development cycle overall was, was very reasonable, um, very typical of that kind of game. I don't think it was long or short. Uh, very typical. Seven yeah. years, five years. It was I, seven years. Yeah, I don't think you listened to anything I just said then, Boris. <laughs> I don't know if you heard anything I just said then. <laughs> All right. Well, you um, had about two years then, but you didn't have very much. But it took you about three years. Now, one thing that I will note okay. is that you have said otherwise that it was only a quarter of the development. I don't in think fact, I've I don't think I've ever said that. The sources I've read, yeah, the I don't I don't think I've ever said that, but I don't I don't uh, do the Hey Boris. Hey Boris. Hey Boris. Or, hey Boris. <laughs> hey Boris, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So um yes. yeah, so so I don't Brandy think <laughs> Oh boy. I don't think I, uh, I I'm sorry. This is my second language, my friend. I understand. Uh I don't think I ever said exactly a quarter because, in fact, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the total uh, development uh, effort is. But but, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Where you said that. Yeah. Okay. Houston-based. Yeah. Studios worked about around twenty twenty-five percent of the total time, and you also noted that, ignoring pre-production your effort was probably equivalent to theirs. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that sounds a little more accurate okay. if you if you put the qualifier of not in, of, of of removing pre-production from it. Um, and you're probably also also only talking about the single player campaign. Um, but uh, but I don't think it I don't think it matters what what's the, what's the point? Okay. Let, let's Another let's let's say I let's say it's let's say it's a hundred percent. Let's say it's a hundred percent or zero percent. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Boris, can you stop for a second? I asked you a question. Stop, stop, what? Stop, what? Stop, what? When? Who? What? Where? What? Why? Okay, listen to me. I asked you a question. What does it matter if it's let's say? My question is, what does it matter if it's one hundred percent gearbox or zero percent gearbox? What does it matter? Why? Why did you make that point? You made like several points in I'm a row. I'm not sure it matters that much. Mm. What What is the point what you're trying to make? Like, why Why are we Why are you saying that? Even like, I mean, who had the actual developer fucking thing at the beginning of the uh, game? Who was credited with all of that hard work? I'm saying that it might be a bit unfair to those smaller studios who have to work. Basically, ghost writing, ghost coding, ghost level designing for a larger studio, who gets all the credit. What credit are you talking about? The credit of making the game. So what are you, you do are you trying are you trying to make a you, what's Google the what's the point you're trying to make? Why don't you what's the point you're trying to make? Like are you are you trying to say that, that like uh, because I. I if the point if the point is i mean as far as i know uh the game is very forthright both in the title card credits and in the end credits about who contributed to it another thing is that regarding the <laughs> development hey boris hey boris can boris hey boris 
Excuse me? Hey, Boris. Uh, yes, excuse me? I am super happy. Yes, what I, are you trying to with me? I am super happy to have a conversation with you, but it has to be a conversation. Okay. Like, if you throw a point out there and I address it, and you don't you don't help me understand what you're looking for or what where it's going, and, but you just move on to the next thing. Then then this I, I isn't this isn't exactly a this isn't exactly a conversation. So no no let us let's, let's not move on to that. Let's not move to something else. Let's figure what. Why did you bring up the point you brought up about who developed what why and how did much I time? Bring it up yes. About who is credited? Who? is really responsible behind that because I feel it is something that's unfair to smaller developers. What's unfair to smaller to developers? Really get into what, what, what are your what, 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 with this, with this, this time? What is unfair? Like, like, is your argument that somehow Gearbox has been benefited because some other developer contributed to an effort? Like, like, is is this your argument? Aliens Colonial Marines was a mm. massive success, well, and I'm whoever not, is responsible I, I for it is ben is going to. Based off of the questions I'm asking, you're free to do so. This is sort of my conclusions, but I just want, I want things. So that I, are we, out there that if if you're just going to state conclusions, we shouldn't have this conversation. I, I want clarification, mostly. But I'll let Boris, people come to their own <laughs> conclusions. Boris. My conclusion isn't that important. <laughs> yes, yes, my friend. <laughs> oh, you are you're amazing. Um, if th this I'm amazing, th what, 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 what so amazing? Because you called me your friend. I don't think we know each other. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you very much, my friend. I am your friend. Okay. Well, thank We're you, Boris. Friends. Well, if you're my friend, then let's have a conversation as friends. Um, you you were interested in. Uh, w who did what kind of contribution for the development of that game, and and you seem to you seem to have a claim behind it, which is a smaller developer that's a contributing developer is treated unfairly. That was a claim, and I I I I, is, I am I assure you that isn't the case in this game. In the case of Aliens okay. Colonial Marines, it was a worry that I had about. That. Well, let, let me let me let me let me and let I'm me glad that you. Let, let you me bring that to rest. Let, well, bring let, that worry to rest. Well, let me, let, me, let me put a nail in it. Let me put it. Give me a moment to put a nail in it. Uh, there was a okay. studio. There were two studios that, that primarily helped us, but many others. Uh, and this is not uncommon for AAA development. There's lots of studios involved. So in the case of Aliens, there was a studio in Houston called Timegate Studios, which did a lot of work after pre-production uh, in the production of the game for the single player came in. There was another group in Boston called Demiurge Studios, which did a lot of work in the multiplayer part of the game. And both of these studios are credited in the upfront credits and in the end credits. Not merely the studios, but all of the individuals involved. I've also very, been very comfortable in my own statements about the game to acknowledge and represent them. Now, I've never shifted blame. There are some people that do not like the game Aliens, and, uh, and, and they, I, I've seen people suggest that I've blamed other developers for them not liking the game, and that's not the case. Gearbox is accountable for the development. We were responsible for the development. Sega is the publisher. We did, uh, we're actually accountable to Sega because Sega hired Gearbox as a work for hire. 
and Gearbox hired some other developers as a work for hire. And all of that's on the up and up, and it's all part of the process. There are some people that are very good at different aspects of development, and we work with them all the time on different projects. Uh, I think what, what, where, where any tension there comes is because there are some people that have that that did not that, that did not like the game and they were surprised that they did not like it and they tried to come up with answers for why they were surprised it was not easy enough for them to just accept that gearbox was involved in a game they didn't like so they came up with other reasons. Some decided, well, it's because these other guys did it and they didn't do as good a job as Gearbox. Or, oh, because you know, Gearbox uh, uh, didn't care as much as they cared about other things like Borderlands or wh whatever. And, and none of that's true. It just turns out expectations vary and results vary. And some people really love the game okay. and some people don't, and that's okay. Yes. Okay? Um one question. Um, was the quality assurance Fifth for questions. Colonial Marines done? Yeah, I have a follow-up question. Okay. Was the quality assurance for Aliens Colonial Marines done in-house, or was that outsourced as well? So Sega, the publisher typically provides certification quality assurance, and that, that's Sega. And I don't know, uh, that was invisible to me. I don't know how many people they had, where they were located, or, or how, how much time that was invested in that. Now, Gearbox also has some quality assurance, and that those, those folks did a, did a fine job as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You would say that they did a good job, then? The people at Gearbox, I'm absolutely convinced they did a good job. And in fact, I think our awareness uh, of uh, what quality assurance is there to provide for us is one of the reasons why I, I was, I'm confident in saying that I wished we had a little bit more time between the point of alpha and the point of RTM. I think the game deserved a little more time at that, okay. in, that, in that section. And I think it's our, our quality assurance team that helps me believe that. Okay. Now, moving on. Well, hey, hey, Boris, um, I'm I'm uh, yes, I'm almost yes. out of time. And like, do you have an, uh, an overall okay. point, or is there something you're? Uh, uh, one thing I want to uh, conclude because I do have another caller I'd like is, to. Uh, yeah. Piso mojado. Oh. Piso mojado. <laughs> do we just get cursed or something? I don't know. I don't know. Well, thank you, Boris. <laughs> that was fascinating. Do you was think that it? was real? I, I don't know. I think it was real. I, I didn't find it fascinating. I, well, no, it was fascinating that, that this person was fixated on a few things, and that's how they chose to spend their time I with me. I think you should have just, once you realized that you were irrelevant were to the conversation, yeah. <laughs> you should have just been like, <laughs> all right, you got 90 seconds, say yeah. your, give, it me, give me your conclusions, and then we'll move on with our I think, lives. I think it was sincere. I don't know I, I that, so too, I don't know that Boris under, like, understood, though, I like what a conversation is. I think he yeah. wanted to make a point rather than yeah. ask a question. Right. Yeah, I don't think you were relevant at all to the entire <laughs> interaction. It was, but uh, what it was fascinating to me was some of the mischaracterizations, right? There, there's this attempt, I think, for those that, are, that want to hate, to construe or to misconstrue ideas and, and press them into the service of a, of a negative uh, point of view. But if, if the idea is that Aliens was not what this person wanted, yet 
they also feel that other developers should get credit. Like th- that. Yeah, whole, there was a weird non sequitur. Was really there was confusing. a weird non sequitur. Like, like clearly, clearly. I mean, without without knowing, he didn't actually state what his position was, but he wanted to talk about aliens, and his first two questions were about the time right. it was in development, and he he he. I think what he believed he was doing was. I, in his mind, I think he discovered a, what he believes is a um, uh, a contradiction between the idea that the game d- deserved a little more time at the end versus right. the fact that there was it was announced a, so was, early on. There was a large yeah. amount of time between when it was first announced and when it launched, right. and and that seems like a contradiction. Um, in reality, there's no contradiction. Development's a process. And uh, each phase of the process is what it is. And, and in fact, the first phase of the process was uh, very slow uh, and, and tumultuous. Um, and, but, but as the game got along, uh, the, the last phase was, in fact, compressed. It was a, a very compressed period between Alpha and RTM, and more compressed than it should have been, more, more compressed than you, you want to do when you make a game, a AAA game. Uh, uh, but... but I think and, I understood all of that. Yeah, I think no, Boris I'm, didn't. I'm re, I'm re, no, I, I'm restating it because I think <laughs> Boris might be listening, and I think other people might be <laughs> listening. Playback and no, I think other people might be listening slow-mo. because I think that I think that contradiction's been played with before uh, because it, it it's not a contradiction. It's um, there is no contradiction. It's an actual, very natural, natural thing. But but was odd. But what was odd was what the other thing you caught on to, which is if you're going to attack that angle. You're attacking it because you think that the result deserves an attack. So to then jump onto this whole like who is the developer question, who gets credit, like ah, that's really interesting. Like, are we good? Like, like there's some people I've seen people vilify me personally and Gearbox uh, for uh, simultaneously uh, for um, blaming uh, some of the uh, other developers that have helped that helped like timegate or not giving them enough credit right it can't be both well uh, per, per person it can i guess yeah everybody e- can decide each, for themselves. yeah so some people have decided it's one and some people decided the other but in fact both these are mutually exclusive ideas uh but in fact there there's there was no um there was no shadiness there there's an absolute upfront uh representation of the of the people involved in this project uh, and it's an absolutely natural thing for people to be involved in a project like that. Um, these are big efforts, and they they get they get lots of folks involved. So Nolan is scolding me for um, disparaging our large parties. <laughs> are we being broadcast there? Can no. they? <laughs> Nolan's watching it from home. That's hilarious. <laughs> Nolan is I, Nolan I is uh, the marketing <laughs> director, and I get what's his actual title with that Nirvana? Uh, yeah, director of marketing. Okay. Yeah. And that's so funny. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> quit talking shit about our groups. Except <laughs> he didn't say shit. Uh, I know. Sorry. No you know, I, I'm actually... I'll be better. I'm not going to take the last Discord call. I think the I, I think I'm going to give it a 50% <laughs> chance of being, of being a, troll. a troll. Probably 75% yeah. chance. And I think we're going to... Th- so, uh, uh, and I think we're just we're just about wrapped up here. So I think what we should do is find a topic that that's guaranteed that both you and I could be engaged in <laughs> because I, 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 I mean, I'm so thankful that you tolerated this. There's been a few people that have called that have been ab- like, you're on your phone, <laughs> absolutely bored I out mean, of your mind. It's not that I've, it's not that I've been entirely bored. It's okay. that 
I mean, we've been together for 27 years. Yes. It's a very long time. So We're just getting started. A lot of the talking points are familiar to me. Also, <laughs> you know, I've, I've sort of ridden this, this roller coaster with you with, with uh, people being excited about Borderlands. And I, I absolutely am equally as excited about, you know, new content coming out. As and, a customer. <laughs> and, exactly. And I'm, you know, fatigued of the aliens thing. It's interesting, so, right? Yeah. It's and interesting so, that people still want to talk about that. Yeah. So for me, I feel like... Also, you know, I, I am in between my two businesses, so I'm constantly looking around, making sure that, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I'm at work, <laughs> so it's distracting. So what yeah. do you think game development could learn from restaurant management? Oh, my gosh. You know, I, it's such a different beast because the, the thing about game development which, you know, is you, you work on something for a long time. And then, I mean, you kind of are getting hints about how people feel about it through, you know, testing and things like that and, you know, showing it off at conventions. But for the most part, you finish it and then you send it out and everybody sees it. Restaurants you have, you have and coffee no shops. no idea until have, it's over. Yeah, and then you're just like, you know, wow, I put all this into this. I hope people love it. You know, a restaurant is different in that you you build it, so you have that development time. Sure. But you you have an almost daily opportunity and and maybe disadvantage to adapt, and you have every customer um, comes in with an expectation of what their experience is going to be, and you know, a lot of customers just come in and they they look around and they're like, wow, this is a thing, and they experience it and and go about their business and we never hear from them, you know, yeah, yeah. We just they, the middle of the bell curve. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we have, we have those that, that come in and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is like my dream place. And you know, the food and the cocktails and we get to play games at our table and it's so amazing. And you know, they're, they're enthusiastic and they love it. And then we get people that come in and you know, are just, this isn't what we expected. We thought that this was an arcade and we could send our kids to play while we drink at the bar and, you know, <laughs> they wanted Dave and Buster's. Yeah. They wanted Dave yeah. and Buster's. And then we have to, you know, go, well, that's, that's not you what should this go to is. Dave and Buster's. Yeah. That's not what we are. <laughs> and then we have people that it's, you know, it, it's not even special to what we're doing. The video games, it's, you know, in, I wish you had fried rice. I wish you had, you know, like things <laughs> on the, awesome. that we just don't have on the menu. And, and a lot of times it's things that we would never have. It's just not sure. even the type of food. Sure. So those sort of in like constant, um, you know, daily I love fried rice. Why don't you have fried <laughs> rice on the menu? I mean, you can go back there and cook some fried rice <laughs> whenever you want. Uh, yeah, so that I've, kind of the, thing the, is, is the different. Constant, immediate feedback. Yeah. I think I wish we had that in video games. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, we could do a better job, though. But we no, because tune... you can't adapt to everybody's That's desires. True, everyone's different. No and you where, have to yeah. stay true to your vision. I mean, the truth is, is if I pivoted every time somebody had a different opinion about what I should be or what I should do, I would be changing every day. You can't. You have to just go, you know, I mean, I could do little pivots like, okay, your burger didn't come out the way you wanted it to. We can fix that. Sure. But like the idea of we're going to become something else entirely or right. we're going to take your idea, you have to just you know, look straight ahead and stay true to your vision. So in that regard, it's a lot like art. Yeah. It is. And it's, ex yeah. yeah. And you can't, you have to shut out the noise and just, yeah. you know, know, have confidence in, in what you're trying to do. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you created these places. Like I, I, I love it. I'm so stoked. Cause like the, the food's really good. It is. First of all. Very and, proud of it. Uh, and it's so convenient for me. <laughs> like I literally get to walk downstairs and I mean, I'm in that. this, I may probably, you know, top five restaurant in Frisco. 
Yeah, our food is our food program is is extraordinary. Yeah, and it's Stellar. and it's nerdy like me, so it's great. Yep. So I'm really grateful that you that you you're doing it. So um, I don't know if we should have this discussion on the air, but you said something to me yesterday. Uh oh. Uh, you think that the next thing isn't necessarily to create our public uh, variety arts venue, but instead to do more Nerdvanas. That's correct. Yeah. I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to come up today. I thought about this on the drive over. I'm like, Randy's <laughs> going to throw this bomb at me, and i got to figure out how I'm going <laughs> to deal with it. Um, I'm, I'm cool. I'm down with that. You know, I, I'm down with it, actually. I feel like I, 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 think there's, I, think, I think there's something here, and I think that I think it's okay to develop more expertise with this and to get this thing on lock and to get it, get it, get it running more before we take on a totally new concept. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I think the, the coffee shop, board game stuff that we have going on here the systems that we have and it's and magic it's it's so phenomenal so ju just so you guys know uh christy and i have a theater called the peacock theater and we do we have magic shows and variety shows and like jugglers all kinds of awesome crazy weirdos our people and uh and because magic's another part of our lives and variety is another part of our lives we really like and so the thought was that we'd create a venue a public venue kind of like the magic castle in hollywood but it would be not just magic it would also have variety like america's got talent kind of stuff and you can go and have dinner and see a show and hang out hang out in a lounge in a bar and maybe see multiple shows and uh and that would be the next thing that we did after nerdvana but uh Nerdvana is calling. It's yeah. it sounds like you want to do more Nerdvana. I think I do. I mean, you know, I've I've managed to I don't know sort of stumble upon this phenomenal team of people. It's the team, no doubt, that makes makes like that. It's what what we get up in the morning for. It's the people we get 100%. to work with. Yeah, one hundred percent. And by the way, I can't say this enough. Um, and I think I said it at least once during the call, we talked, there are a lot of people give praise about Borderlands. There's a lot of talk about the games that Gearbox make and almost everyone that cares is caring because maybe Gearbox games have to reach you. It is a team effort. And the people that I get to work with every day at Gearbox are what makes, what animates me, what makes me care about coming to work every day. And uh, there's so many awesome, great, talented people that, that are really what's behind the magic. And uh, and we, we need to acknowledge them, and it's true yeah. in any any effort. One hundred percent. Any it's, team effort. At my my staff is phenomenal. My executive team is holy crap. I love coming into work every day because of them. That's awesome. So so the the thing though too, I think there's a real business opportunity. I think you've really stumbled upon something here, and uh, the the coffee shop is already there. Like we yeah, could it could be franchised. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's, so let's Doing let's. Uh, so where do you want to do the second location? Like th it's a balance. Committing right? to it right now. Do you want to go closer so it's easy, more accessible, and it's easier to kind of move things back and forth and use some of the same staff back and forth, or do you want to go farther to reach a totally different market? You know, I definitely want to reach a different market. I I really am excited to um, to take this into take it out of the suburbs okay um see what it's like in some yeah. more of a downtown yeah. uptown i like the idea <laughs> of of sort of looking around dfw because it is close and accessible and you know it's um for purposes of just getting there and and that you know i like that idea and being able to use my resources for staff and and stuff like that yeah but i i there's something really exciting to me too about um 
learning about a whole new market outside of Texas. And, you know, we have so many friends in California. Wait, we have wait, so wait, many wait. friends in Did other places. Did you just places. say outside of Texas? I mean... Like, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, not for immediate, but I love the idea of, of you know, figuring out uh, maybe something where I already have, you Like, know, you want to go to L.A., don't you? <laughs> I might want to go to wow. L.A. Oh, all right. Okay, well, it sounds like Christy and I have something to talk about. Um, hey, listen, I think we've, we've done it. I think we're out of time, but uh, thank you so much for joining us on this F episode of the At Nerdvana podcast. And uh, I hope you tune in next time. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Thanks.